All right, here we are, phase two, episode two, the Keys Weekly Podcast, the Florida Keys Weekly Podcast, here in our studio headquarters in Key West, Florida. Uh, this one's actually being video lived for the first time. So last week we had one, it was video live. I'm looking at the camera. It's going to be tough because I've got with me a special guest today. So I'm going to be looking back this way. It is a podcast. So I feel like you don't have to always be. I've watched some people do it, the pros. I'm not a pro, but they're not. They're always like kind of looking around the room. Yeah. yeah. yeah so like, like Matthew Berry doing fantasy football. <laughs> um, so I'm pulling out my phone briefly here for a second because I have with me today a really special guest. And this is what happens, folks. Uh, again, we're doing the, the Florida Keys Weekly podcast. We got about 30 minutes with you here. And when you want to video a podcast, the best way to do that with cheap labor and get away with it is not only invite one of the top videographers, uh, professionals, filmmakers uh, in the nation to come do it, but jo- ask him to join you on the show. And then he makes martinis for you on top of it. So we have martinis here, uh, hand-stuffed olives. So we're going to do a cheers here for those cheers. in the radio land. This, this is cheersing. There's the noise. Clink. Good stuff. You want to check that out in action, you can go to keysweekly.com. That's keysweekly.com. You can watch the video. We'll have that uploaded this week. You can watch us cheersing live. It'll change your life. You'll see hand-stuffed olives by the one and only director-producer Michael J. Kirk. Y'all thought I was going to say Fox. Nope, Michael J. Kirk. And uh, he's an award-winning television and film director and producer. Uh, His feature documentary, uh, A Trumpet, at the Walls of Jericho, aired on PBS affiliates nationwide in 2005, and it was narrated by Ossie Davis, uh, a guy named Keith David, and some actor by the name of Mario Van Peebles. If you don't live under a rock, you know those are big names. That's incredible. Uh, he, Kirk Michael here was produced. Uh, he produced America's Iliad, The Siege of Charleston, released as a commemoration of the 150th anniversary of the Civil War uh, that aired on PBS affiliates in 2011 and was narrator narrated by actor Tom Berenger, someone that we've interviewed here at the Weekly before. Berenger's a really cool dude. He's he been is. down for the film festival here in Key West. We'll yeah. talk more about him. And uh, your bio goes on and on. Um, there's things available on Amazon Prime, Apple TV. Uh, we're going to talk more about that. Yeah, you produced and, written and directed over 80 films, TV projects that have aired on public and commercial television. It is an incredible resume. Uh, we're excited to have you. We're going to have Michael on. Michael's a, uh, a resident here in Key West with us now. We're going to hopefully keep you here for a while, you and your family who are, are wonderful, and uh, hopefully keep you as a regular with me here on this podcast, the Florida Keys Weekly Podcast, I love it. I love it. and talk about some cool things. But today, it. let's talk about you. All right. Well, Michael Kirk, we're on your video. Uh, this is this is a professional as it gets. I do want to give a shout out to uh, Shanice DeSantos. She is our producer over here. She knows all the girl, the green buttons, the screen. You can see the corner of Shanice's uh, board here. Yeah. She tells me to stay away from it. I do because I break stuff. So there you go, Shanice. Thank you for doing that. So Michael Kirk, you're here. You're here in Key West. Um, the first time I met you. We were heading up to Big Pine for a release, and you, you've got a special documentary series, your, your uh, excuse me, uh, series uh, for P- uh, PBS yep. that's in the makes now. Can we talk about that? Sure. All right. Tell us, tell us about that project, and we'll dig into your past a little bit after that. So. All right. Sounds good. So the uh, TV series is called The Matt Asher Show. Yeah, you got to get close to the mic. This is one of those. Oh, it's one of these. You yeah. got to get on top of them? Yeah. Put some books or pillows under your, your rear over yeah, there. Yeah, sit yeah. up like this? Yeah. All right. So the TV show is called The Matt Asher Show, and it is a, I call it a travel talk show. So it's a unique spin on, um, on a talk show format. Um, the host of the show is Matt Asher, and that's the name of his show, The Matt Asher Show. But you got a pretty cool format. So I got to see some teasers uh, at a release party at Matt's house that you guys hosted with yes. some big wigs. A lot of people here in Key West attended that. We yep. rode up. 
had a great time. People like George Fernandez from the Butterfly oh, yeah. Conservatory is a great guy. Um, and some other people Love came George. up on a, on a caravan that night and had a great yeah. time. Um, was very impressed. I mean, obviously, we knew your caliber, your affiliations. You've done stuff that have aired on major platforms. But uh, watching the intros of that, uh, you, you have a unique take. You're bringing down certain types of people. <clears throat> they get to do some experience Key West a little bit. So right. you highlight some things in Key West. Yep. And then you guys... Uh, parlay that into an interview. Correct. What kind of people are you bringing in? So the idea behind the uh, TV series is that we bring in authors, artists, um, musicians, uh, athletes, somebody who has done something to change their trajectory, their course of action, or, or other people's course of action kind of stuff. So we've got some really good people in our first season, which uh, we'll start airing on PBS affiliates nationwide starting December 4th. So the cool thing about that is um, that'll come out on December 4th. Yep. People can watch that nationwide, right? Yep. I mean, this is when people hear us talking here on the Florida Keys Weekly Podcast, and they say, all right, I hear a guy talking about making films. And anyone who does it has my admiration, but a lot of times you're thinking, yeah, you're putting it on your YouTube channel, uh, whatever right. it does. This, this is... This is you. You've done this. You've been successful. Um, this is nationwide on PBS. People can see it on the television station. Yeah. Um, possibly, do they have an app? Yeah, there's. Yeah, we're talking about that. Yeah, so it'll be on the PBS app if you get the PBS app, which is the uh, uh, the national PBS app. Uh, the Matt Asher Show will be streamable there, so you can just look it up and stream the shows as they come out. It's pretty cool. So a lot of attention on Key West doing this. Yes. Some really notable artists. Matt does a great job. Uh, you, you're producing yeah. in the beginning of it. It's incredible. A lot, you take those guys around Key West. I yeah. saw them at like at the Butterfly Conservatory, one guest, yeah. and then the Hemingway Rum Company, they were visiting yes. one of those. Yeah. And they just really get... So it sort of takes that artist and it takes them, it gives a really great Key West feel to the element. So it's not just about their art or their book or their writing or whatever it is, but it yeah. gives a great Key West feel to the segment and you yes. kind of see them enjoy Key West. And I'll jump in because the important thing when you do a project like this is when you invite people down, you got to find a niche. There's got to be something important for them to want to be part of the project. Um, obviously, Key West is a selling point. Hey, you want to go to Key West for like, three days? Like here, your niche yeah. was martinis. I said, we'll have martinis Sold. and you came. Done, so, yeah. done and, and done, uh, you know? that's yeah. I'm happy about that. Stuffed dollars. That's right. Stuffed dollars. Yeah. But um, so, for example, I'll give you, I'll give you uh, episode one which will be out again December 4th, is uh, Lawrence Lemur. He's an author, he's an award-winning author who was the first man to release a book about the Kennedy family. It's about the Kennedy women. And oh, wow. he extensive interviews with the Kennedy women, like super, um, I, and I've heard all the raw takes, and actually some of it's in the show. But uh, when you get down to it, Larry is in his, I guess, mid-70s, I okay. would say. And we asked him, what would you want to see in Key West? And he said, I have to go to my mentor's home. I have to see Ernest Hemingway's place. That's really cool. So for the first part of the show... He'd never been there before. He he said he was 30 years ago, okay. barely remembers it. Okay. He might have been on a I bender. went there two, day, two nights ago at a party. Barely I, remember I barely it. remember it. That, so I, I get it. Yeah. I understand the feeling. Yep. So yeah, so Larry goes through the house, and by the time he gets to uh, Ernest's you know, special study which is usually locked off for most people, but because they're so cool, they open the door course, for us. Yeah. Larry's standing right there at his typewriter. It's like there's a tear starting to come down his eye, and he's talking about how his life changed reading Hemingway and that everybody wanted to be Hemingway. And, and one of his quotes, and I can't do it verbatim, but he's like, we all wanted to be Ernest Hemingway. We all wanted that ability to write something that people will remember. And a lot of writers went out and they thought they had to get drunk and they had to carouse and they had to do everything that Hemingway did. But you know what? The one thing that separates Hemingway with 90% of writers, he got up at six o'clock in the morning, no matter how hammered he was the night before, no matter what he did, 
six in the morning, he wrote seven to uh, seven hundred to eight hundred words every day to get his work done. And that was that was coming from a guy who spent his life writing these stories and writing these incredible books and looked up to the man. So his inspiration from Hemingway and him standing there made that beginning of that show super special. That's really cool. And, yeah. and to bring them into that element and, and yeah. the Hemingway home here in Key West, it's fantastic. It's mm. preserved uh, as if he's just walking out of the, out of the gates over there. It's true. And the only thing that's not there anymore is the boxing ring they kept over in the oh, yard. Yeah. Great stories out of that. Too. Now it's a cat litter pile. They got a whole <laughs> bunch of... It's not just a cat litter pile. It's a great place. Uh, uh, so <laughs> I'm talking about the mulch they put over there for the cats. How many cats two, do they have? Lots of cats. Lots they have a lot of cats. cats. That's and, what I'm talking about. Uh, Andrew Murawski. We'll bring him on one day. He, oh, I love he, him. He's, he's awesome. Heir, he's the heir to the Hemingway home, and he he jokes a lot about. Uh, you know, he wants to be known as the Hemingway home, but cat lovers worldwide visit that place. Oh, for sure. He, they finally just say, hey, you come for the cats, come for the cats, you come for Hemingway, great. Uh, but uh, yeah. it's become a cat lover. It's true. And the cats are cool there. They all chill out. Yeah, they yeah. pet them and they got their six toe and whatever they're doing. They're pretty cool. They are. But back to the author. So that's a really cool yep. thing you're doing. People want to, people want to check that out. Yep. So it, what, what is it called again? They the Matt Asher Show. And it's, it's Spell uh, Matt's last name. If you want to Google that at home. So it's M A T T. A-S-H-E-R. You can find him, though, at www.moraybay.com. So it's M-O-R-A-Y-B-A-Y, Moray Bay. Now, is that the name of the series? No. No. So the series is The Matt Asher Show. And what we've created through the process of this, you remember Garrison Keillor's radio show on NPR called A Prairie Home Companion? Dude, I'm younger than you. I'm 44. You're over there. What the hell? Come on. Give me a break. So yes, you know the show. So anyway, um, he uh, he created a uh, a world for himself up on this this fictitious um, uh, lake called Lake Wobegon, and everything took place at Lake Wobegon. So all his shows for all those years was at Lake Wobegon. This is our Lake Wobegon. So Moray Bay, I like it. is where all of this takes place, and it's actually on Matt Asher's property. And uh, that's Moray Bay. So it's everything we do is branded that way. It's a beautiful property. Yeah. Uh, he was gracious. You guys were. You were there and uh, opened his home to us to come check it out and yeah. premiere a couple He's of great. episodes. What a nice family and uh, great property. So yep. Yep. here we are in the uh, Florida Keys Weekly Podcast. I've got uh, filmmaker, producer, uh, martini maker, Michael Kirk here yeah. with me. Celebrated. Michael, we're going to name drop. You're a modest guy. I've got to yeah. pull this stuff out of you sometimes. All right. But you've worked with some of the biggest names in the business. And you've got some good stories about them. One, I was sure. even... Uh, so one of your biggest works, you had uh, Mario Van Peoples and some others involved yep. in that. Can you tell us about that real quick? That was a that was a project um, going back almost twenty years now. It's actually fifteen years ago, sorry. And um, it was a project about a slave who became free and was educated. One of the first African American educated uh, people who um, went on to be a, a really well spoken um, orator himself and a preacher. Um, remember the movie Glory. It's one of my with, favorite movies. Yeah, Denzel the and Denzel scenes Matthew. The toughest, yeah. So the, that scene where Matthew Broderick stands up and tears, we, if he doesn't get paid right, we don't get paid, and he tears it all up. Right. That scene was about Reverend Harrison, the man I'm talking about, whose film I did. That's incredible. Because <clears throat> Harrison was one of the first African-American captains of the, of the Army at that time, of the Northern mm-hmm. Army, which is an officer. So he should have gotten paid officer pay. Which the difference was, I th- if I remember right, I could be wrong. Someone's going to correct me, but I think the average soldier got paid twenty five dollars a month. Uh-huh. He was supposed to get paid one hundred twenty five. He got paid twenty five. So they fought him on that, and he they brought it all the way to Lincoln, 
and eventually he got paid properly and the whole thing went that way and so it's a really great story so I brought it to Ozzy Davis right. I wrote the script and brought it to Ozzy Davis I told and, you we're gonna name drop here it comes. yeah well here it comes yeah. so we brought it to Ozzy and Ozzy loved the story and uh, he and his wife Ruby read the script and called me and said, this is one of those stories that has to be told. We will put our name on it. And I said, well, I don't have a huge budget. What can we offer you? He goes, how about 1500 and you donate it to my charity? And we said, that's great. That's incredible. And, and that's how that, so as soon as that happened, um, I went to Mario and said, I'd like you to do all the quotes of the film. And he said, absolutely. And then Keith David um, <laughs> you know, played a big role in that. So we're too. talking to Michael Kirk. And the name of the documentary is what? A Trumpet at the Walls of Jericho. A trumpet at the Walls of Jericho. It'll be coming Jericho. back out again. Um, we're re-releasing it uh, on PBS. So when you say you just went to Mario Van Peebles and you say, hey, I need you to do this. Yeah. And, and he's like, yeah, cool. Uh, I can't do that. He's not in my phone. I can't just pick <laughs> it up and be like, hey, I, I called Leo today. And uh, we, we hung out with, with uh, Toby. And, yeah. And, and yeah. So, I mean, obviously you've earned these connections you know you've been in this industry a long time but yeah. to be able to do something like that and have guys like that respond to it it's got to be a really cool feeling right i mean uh, it really is you know it is and and but the difference is that you have to um it, it all it's all the content if you don't have something that you know content driven that they want to be part of they're not just dropping everything and saying hey man i'll do you a favor you know they're good people and i love them all for all the support they've given us and our yeah. projects but they fall in love with the project. They, they have a compassion for the project or else they're not going to give their time. It's well, just the reality. And I'm sure it comes out in the project, that passion. Um, now, this, this story you told, what, and I don't know if we can talk about this because you and I had breakfast one day. Yep. There's an incredible Civil War celebrated documentary filmmaker out there. Oh, yes. Yeah. You can, you can figure that one out. Yeah. Okay. And I think you maybe spoke to him and said, I'm, I'm trying to do this story. And it might have been sort of indicated that it can't be done. Correct. It's hard to do. Correct. And you pulled it off. Correct. Uh, so the best in the yeah. best basically said, it's going to be a tough job. And yeah. you said, I'll take the tough job. And you did it. We'll do it. Yeah. yeah. And we did it. And I'm super proud of that. And uh, never heard back from him. <laughs> he said he would take a look at it. I sent him a copy and that was that. So. We're not saying any names no. of the most celebrated Civil no, War documentary not. filmmaker on PBS out there. There you go. Um, so uh, that, that's great. Now you've got a, a, other great accomplishments. And as we talk about some of that, um, the other thing that when I, when you hit my radar, you were part of producing a show here at the San Carlos theater here yes. in Key West. Yeah. And someone said, this guy's coming to play. And I said, oh, that'd be really cool to see. I couldn't make it that night. They said, he's from the, he's basically the guy from the Mavericks. Yeah. I'm like, well, they're in my phone. I love those guys. And, Raul, uh, yeah. And uh, so tell, tell us about that. Raul Mallow. Raul, Raul Mallow. So yeah, we had Raul Mallow come down. Um, he was, uh, or he is the, the lead singer and the writer for the Mavericks. I'm band. so mad I didn't make it out that night. Uh, it was, yeah. Uh, I, I, I've got it on, we filmed it. It's a, it's, it's a special coming out for PBS. He'll, I'll give you the first copy, bro. Sweet. So people listening can actually watch this. Oh, yeah. It'll be, a, it, a, it, so what we did was the San Carlos Institute is celebrating um, their anniversary coming up in November. Okay. Um, and what we decided to do was I offered to build a film based on their celebration, but bringing Raul Mallow, who's Cuban descent, um, Cuban-American, yeah. to uh, perform. And uh, so... And how Ra timely. How timely was it, that? It was, I mean, it was a perfect opportunity because yeah. Raul had that time available in between touring mm -hmm. and he and his wife wanted to get away and I said let's put this together and they both came down we celebrated this uh, we filled the auditorium up at the San Carlos theater which was absolutely incredible it was it was it was, it was, it was, it was, was yeah and, and there was people who didn't really know 
not to, I want you to keep sure. talking about this, but just to interject, you know, at the time, yeah. it's still such a huge deal, and I hope attention is not being drawn away from it, but obviously things in the news do that. But yeah, Cuba, yeah. Cuba's still suffering. Oh, uh, the people there yep. need the attention, but at the time, a lot of this was breaking um, with the protests there it's and true. so forth. So here comes Raul Malo into town, which is at the San Carlos Theater with so much, you know, Key West and the Cuban oh. heritage and history is already so rich and, and runs so deep. Uh, that theater particularly uh, is one that has you know just from the balcony there at the San Carlos yep. Theater some different things of you know oh and on and on and I, we can go down rabbit holes on the podcast yeah yeah but having him come there during that time was like poetry I it, mean it and, was uh, it was it's it, he so he he started off the uh, the performance in, in Cuban um, yeah. and, you know like in, in singing Cuban songs I should say so everything that that built into that was all part of the celebration of that uh, of that theater and you know, that institute and the night continued on and it was four standing ovations at the end That's and it was just like and it, it, the Mavericks just released an album called uh, was it uh, in Espanol yeah, and the whole album's in Spanish. They were up for a Latin Grammy. I know what in Espanol means. Yeah. Michael. come on. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty dense. It's but, all in Spanish. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so yeah, but it it worked out well because he came in and sang a bunch of the songs from that album, plus some of his you know great traditional songs. But then he, he pulled out a Johnny Mercer. You know, it was like uh, it was one of those um, you know Moon River. Is it, could we could we Wider could we maybe get this guy back down here sometime? Let's I mean, do that. How about November? All right, I love it. Yeah. Um, so if you're listening listening in, watching us here, yeah. I've got Michael Kirk here on the, Key, the Florida Keys Weekly Podcast. Uh, we have our trusted producer over here, Shanice. Shanice, how much time do we have here for listeners? You gave me a signal. What is it? Ten minutes, Shanice says. So we've got some good time to chat with Michael Kirk, um, just a celebrated uh, documentary filmmaker producer. So, Michael, you have an interesting story to go to have the success you've had in the business mm-hmm. um, and be recognized as much as you are. And you obviously have a passion for it. But earlier in life, you were a golf pro. Yeah. How does a golf pro go from being a golf pro to being a documentary filmmaker, producer? It's super easy to answer that one. All right, let's hear it. It's called... Uh you're a golf pro, you make no money. <laughs> End of story. You know, it's like, I don't know where to go from there, but it, it's fun. I love playing. Yeah. I've seen you're you not, play. You're, yeah. you're damn good at golf. When you're not yeah. making money, it's like, yeah, I got to live somehow. So yeah, uh, I had studied, uh, I had studied filmmaking through, uh, through college. Okay. And um, that's kind of my, you know, you have to have a backup. Yeah. Well, I should have gone the opposite way. I should have just pl- worked on film all that time, and my backup could have been, hey, let's just play golf for fun. You get a lot of sympathy out there. I know people are like, oh, man, that poor guy had to play golf instead of make films for a while. What, what a, what a, what a, what a loser. Yeah, and yeah. you've got incredible kids. They're musically talented. Yeah, thank you, you have a beautiful wife. I mean, you, you obviously have a passion, a charm life. So making films, you know, you talk to a guy with your success, yeah. uh, really cliche question because I love movies. Yeah, what's I love like, what kind of movies? Like, what's the movies that, you know, are you watching mainstream? Are you going back to like The Bicycle Thief and stuff like that? Like, uh, but I love that stuff too. Yeah, I love it all. All right. What, what I love f- classic films. You know, the good thing here, the uh, the Regal Cinema here and the Tropic Cinema, Tropic cinema yeah. they bring out some uh, really good old school films that, uh, that we love to go see. Um, our good friend, George Fernandez, who's a huge supporter of the Tropic. He's always texting, hey, there's this film we got to come and I, sec- he calls that his second home if, it, you, if you get it really to see him, if George, really if George Fernandez from the Butterfly Conservatory oh my is God. inviting you to see a movie with him at the Tropic it's usually the middle of the day and I'm yeah. like, you know, or he's always working but it's sometime that he can do it yeah. like, man I don't know George but if he invites you you gotta go one yeah. time he, he, he invited me <laughs> over to the Tropic Cinema and he says Britt you gotta see the RBG the Ruth Bader Ginsburg yep. documentary and, I'm, yeah. Yeah. and he, George loves documentaries yes. so I know you guys he's a huge doc fan and yeah. he's, he introduced us yes he did um, and, yeah. George, and so I went with George and uh, I sat down at the Tropic and there was a, a guy probably 
15, 16, I guess he could drive. Mm-hmm. He had his ski west. They could have biked over. Mm-hmm. They were students. And he had a girl on each side. The girl on his left was his girlfriend. And the RBG documentary, they were obviously there just to go hang out. Yeah. And uh, Shanice, are giving me a signal? No, okay. They, they were just to hang out and make out, cut up. So the one girl on the right was kind of left out. She's third wheel. He's, he's trying to make out with a girlfriend on the left. Yeah. The RBG documentary starts, and I watch these kind of watch him getting, you know, kind of watching it and he's still trying to make his moves. Yeah. And this is kind of fun. I'm watching it and I'm blown away by the documentary, but this is too good not to keep up with. Yeah, of course. And not in a weird way, not some skis are watching you know, these guys make out. Yeah, but, that's all right. Yeah, so, it's but it's just like, hey, are they going to get into this movie? And yeah. sure enough, the two girls by 20 minutes into it were captivated. Started focusing on and, the film. And this, yeah. this, and then, you know, they probably had no idea who RBG, you know, who yeah. Ginsburg was going into that. Yeah. And here's this powerful woman who changed probably their lives. Oh, like, for sure. Not even knowing it. And right. now they're realizing yeah. it. And suddenly, halfway into the movie, uh, the guy, and I, I'm not throwing stones in a glass house. I was his age before, uh, you know, but I'd be trying to, you know, the, the movie makeout session. But he was he was left in the dust. They Done. were They were captivated. They were into this movie. And, and the girls like, were making out. No, that didn't happen. Oh. Isn't this is a PG-13 podcast, oh, Michael. Okay. So, um, so no, they were captivated. They were blown away by that. Yeah. But that, you know, I'm, I tell that story not to say, hey, I like the Tropic Cinema, but it's the power of documentaries. Oh, it's, it's a storytelling that yeah. no one else, yeah. you know, we can we can do stuff on podcasts. You know, I, we have the Keys Weekly newspapers here. Yes. Plug in that right now, the Key West Weekly, Marathon Week, Weekly, Upper Keys Weekly. Um, and we love doing media. We love yeah. doing print media. But yeah. to do a documentary, to show people visuals, and to really be able to pull all that together, mm-hmm. Uh, is an incredible way to do storytelling. I love documentaries. How long? So, tell me about a documentary and just how how many hours do you have to put in to really pull something off that's world class, PBS or Netflix wow. caliber? Like how many hours do you put into that? It, it, I can't even count the hours. No. I can tell you in months or years. Yeah, yeah. It's it usually um, it depends. It depends on the project and and how willing everybody is to participate. Um, I did a music documentary uh, recently that. We're not. We can't oh, talk I about. Wish we could. It's, Man, it's, it's so cool. It's it's a musician. He's um, one of the most famous musicians to ever walk. His favorite color is purple. I can say that. Okay. Well, you said it. Yeah. Not me. All so, right. Yeah, so yeah, his favorite color is purple. So worked on that for two and a half years because yeah. the difference was not a lot of people. A lot of people were afraid of participating. Um, we had to deal with the estate. We had to deal with a whole bunch of different uh, elements. So that one took a while. Yeah. Um, a project I did prior to that that's on Amazon right now called Find Your Groove. Mm-hmm. That was five months from start to finish everybody wanted to be part of it it's about the whole film was about um that at that moment all of the uh arts funding was being cut from the federal government Mm -hmm. so they started taking out all the music programs in schools so your kids are all of a sudden are going there's no more music in our school we we can't learn music you you know i you played recorder everyone played something in school you know they cut all of it, so I was like, "This is this is wrong." I played, the, I played the kazoo just so kazoo. You know, yeah. Kazoo's good. It's still it's music. Yeah. It's got a rhythm. Uh-huh. You so know, it didn't it didn't have rhythm when I played it. But <laughs> but, uh, but the point is, that one went really well because everybody wanted to be part of it. Everybody. So I went to a few uh, actors, and then we started building out, and those actors gave me other actors that were also who would share that same momentum of we want to support the arts we want to support what you're doing we got to keep music and then we got a bunch of musicians on board Mm -hmm. and then the whole thing so that was one of those magical just happened films um a lot of work but it just everyone agreed to do it and we did it so so you do that and tell in the name of that documentary again is what find your groove groove. it's on uh, amazon prime you can get it on i can just type um, it into amazon prime and see it right now Yep, find your groove, um, Amazon Prime. It's also on Apple TV. 
Um, I've heard of those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those those, those things. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's a really just watch the trailer and you'll actually get a chance to uh, to see you know what what the film's about. But but that like I said, answering your question, it's like that took several months versus a few years. Yeah. You know, it just depends. Everything's always dependent. Do you find? And I'm not trying to lead you to say what we want to hear here. Yeah. We're, we're on the Florida Keys Weekly podcast. We've got Michael Kirk. <laughs> Here, uh, celebrated filmmaker, documentary maker, producer, you name it, uh, martini maker. Yeah. Um, you hear a lot of artists come to Key West, and you're an artist. Yeah. Uh, they get a muse. The, Key West is a muse yes, for them because there's is. so many just art, artistic history from Tennessee Williams and obviously Agre- Hemingway. And, Absolutely. And, and on and on and on. And, and uh, Silverstein. Yes. One of my idols. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Buffett. I mean, Buffett. you know, people kind of absolutely. Oh, it's Jimmy Buffett, but I mean, look at what Jimmy Buffett did for Key West. Yeah. You can say commercial yeah, yeah. life, but Jimmy Buffett was here. It's a cool yeah, story. Absolutely. We had a chance to interview him one time. What I mean, he's just—he's a legend. You've you know? interviewed a lot of people. Let's uh, talk about you for a minute. We'll get—we'll get to that sometime. You're going to be on with us a lot, so uh, right, we'll I want to talk to you about and, that, and uh, probably more than we, maybe a lot more. And so, um, and we've been fortunate to do that. So telling those stories, but do you find that Key West? I know. And, and so you say that. I know yeah. that for me. We do newspapers and magazines and, and other things here in Key West, yeah. and, I, and I find that the Florida Keys in general offers a muse for I mean, because there's just so many interesting characters yeah. and so many cool people that are here, and you never know who's going to walk by you on the street. And it's not just about uh, you know seeing the famous people, but it's cool to see people come here. And I think the thing about seeing famous people in Key West and, and notable people is they know this is a place they can come. Like Bradley Cooper, he's gone now. You can say it. And yeah. I've seen Zach Brown run around. You see mm-hmm. Chesney here a lot. A lot, yeah. Uh, names going on, but they yeah. don't really have to worry about, I'm sure on Duval Street at 1130 at night, if they're crazy enough to walk into that, people are going to maybe give more attention. But for yeah, the most part, yeah, yeah. you can come down here on your jet, your yacht, your car, whatever, and these men and women can really kind of be to themselves yes. for the most part. And, uh, and, I feel that. And people leave them alone for yep. the most part. And that's the cool thing about Key West. But I think they all we all feel sort of... The, I'm not one of them, but I think we all as artists in some way want to, and storytellers want find that Key West is a great muse. I mean, I can't imagine do what I, I'm doing in some other, I won't name a state and make fun of it, but some other state, yeah. you know, I mean, this is just an incredible place. It you, is. you find that. I said that, I said that earlier today, I was having a discussion and I said, you know, it's amazing. Um, I think right now I've got about six projects on the go. And it's all related to the energy from this place. Yeah. It's like one thing spawns another. So, Three of the projects are related to Key West, mm-hmm. including the uh, Matt Asher show. I've got three others that are other national projects. But the inspiration, like right now, I, yeah. I just said, uh, this creative energy that's coming through me right now is like out of control. Yeah. Like it's like, I don't sleep, you know? That's why I like a few martinis so I can at least get to bed. <laughs> and then after that, it's like, wake up and go, go, go. Like just, there's no stopping. I like them because they taste good. That, that, uh, that too. We need a vodka sponsor. We were pumping these martinis. Today, yeah. So, that, uh, you know, this is, um, yeah, this is, uh, great goose is always my go-to. All right. But this is kettle one. I like kettle one too. It's all a right. great, great. Martini. Tito's. We love you too. Who, Tito's who, is great. Whoever's first. Uh, Tito's step to the table. Come on. Time. Um, now this is a lot of fun to do the show with you. Uh, who's, who's, you know, people listen to this podcast, Florida Keys Weekly Podcast. Yeah. Um, your resume is incredible. The work you produce is incredible. But Thank they love you. this name dropping stuff. Yeah. Throw some people you've worked with and oh tell us God. maybe something that's one of the coolest people you ever, that maybe surprised you. You thought maybe this guy or this woman might be a little uptight and it just ended up being really down to earth and really cool. Give us give There's, us a good famous person story. Oh, wow. There's... Um, shameless here. Shameless. shameless. Yeah. You know what? I, I go into every interview or when I meet people like that, I never, even though I might hear something, uh, oh, that person's a bit of a, you know. Yeah. I just let it go until you meet them because I don't take on the energy that other people take on 
when they go into interviews or they go to meet somebody. Mm -hmm. So whatever was going on between those people at that time right. might actually have something to do with how that person reacted to yeah, you. Imagine so, that. Yeah. So I, I look at it as, you know what? Everyone's on a clean slate until I've met them. So I'll, t I'll give you a good one. Tony Bennett did a for the find your groove project Heard of him. Heard yeah, of him. yeah 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 he, he's been around a little bit um <laughs> so uh, incredible heard only great things about the man so there's nothing i didn't go in with any disposition toward him at all and uh, we sat met at, at his art studio which is um basically at uh columbus circle in new york and uh his uh, residency is one floor above where his art studio is he's a huge painter i don't know i'm sure people know that I've but heard, yep. incredible artist so he wanted his interview done there and I said, great. Yeah. So, I'll twist my arm. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. okay. I'll, I'll come to Tony oh, look at your Tony art. art studio. Make me come there. Okay. And it's like, whoa. And uh, yeah, so he, where we get set up and um, his wife and assistant, they come down and they say, you ready for Tony? Yeah, we're ready for Tony. Okay, come on, bring. And he shook all of our hands. It was five of us. Shook all of our hands. And we just, he and I just started talking about uh, different projects, different stuff. And I bring up Johnny Mercer. Johnny Mercer is one of my... Dear, in case someone no. is just maybe under the age of twenty-two, or, <laughs> possibly or, uh, you really just real quickly, Johnny Mercer. Google him. Google Johnny Mercer. You're going to find a story that'll blow your mind. Name Period. a few. Name a few songs. Maybe Johnny Mercer wrote. In case someone's wondering. Well, Frank Sinatra probably recorded majority of his work you, in general. There you Ella go. Fitzgerald, huge, huge fan of Johnny Mercer. He wrote to me. Johnny Mercer wrote one of America's greatest songbooks of all time. Yeah. Of, of, of all time. Period. But anyway, so I, we started talking about Johnny Mercer. Next thing you know we've got this you know companionship because i'm younger than he is by 40 years and we're talking about someone that he knew mm -hmm. and, and i can talk to him on that level and he just it opened up a whole different um interview that we had for the film now so here's some goop i said to tony i go uh, as we're rolling through this i had this vision on tony singing a little bit of this song because i had another artist uh, musical artist who was also sang that song and I wanted to oh, oh. that's our cue we can finish up though we got a couple minutes Good. here Let's I wanted to Bennett story I wanted to blend these two musicians together Tony's voice and then all of a sudden it comes into this lady's voice and then have this whole thing be a perfect gel so I thought this is a really good moment so I said um, Tony would you mind singing um, I forgot the name of the song now, but would you mind singing so-and-so and he looks at me deadpan and goes Michael I get paid to sing <laughs> And I said, yeah, I'm really sorry. I, yeah, I'm off base there. I apologize. You know, I just, I just had an idea for this. And he goes, no, no, creative is good, but I, I get paid to sing. Yeah. I said, oh, no problem. At the end of the interview, just everything's quiet, and he sang the song for me. That's really cool. That means, that means you yeah. earned something there. It and, was like uh, it was a moment of he did it anyway, uh, but that was because of his his heart said it was a good good thing to do. If Tony, right? Tony Bennett man. says that, you got to respect it. Oh, uh, hundred percent. Because yeah, hundred uh, percent. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, Michael Kirk, uh, filmmaker, producer, PBS, Amazon, places like uh, Apple TV. Yep. Find your work there. Do you have a website? I don't even think. No. Uh, you, I, I've you got to look at your entire catalog yeah. and pull stuff up. What? MichaelJKirk.com, but it's just a small little thing I put up. It's I think not, there's a project in the works there, yeah. Denise. I think there's a website. There's a website. It needs to be something. Yeah, I, I don't really focus on myself. I hate to say it that way. I just I focus on what I'm doing. There you go. Well, hey, man, we're, we're going to learn. So you're going to be joining me quite a bit. Um, we'll have some other guests on here as we as we really these. dig into this. I appreciate you videoing this today. Yeah. We have really hit the big time, and uh, uh, we'll keep doing it. So, right on. Florida Keys Weekly Podcast. 
Michael Kirk, check him out. And if you get a chance, we run, when people can pull up the Matt Asher show now, correct? That's something yeah. they can pull up a trailer, a sizzle. Trailer if you go, if you go to morebay.com, you can look at the sizzle, and then December fourth, you can uh, you can start seeing the show. Uh, your affiliate, I'm not sure. Um, what's the PBS affiliate? It would be Miami, wouldn't it? Yeah. So the Miami affiliate. Yeah. Uh, so yep. uh, check that out. Check us out. If you're listening and not watching, you can see this. You can see our beautiful faces. You don't want to miss that uh, with martinis here uh, that Michael Kirk made today with Hand Stuffed Cheers. Olives. Hand and stuffed check olives. us out on www.keysweekly.com. And we'll hit you next week with another edition of the Florida Keys Weekly Podcast. Michael Kirk, thank you for joining us and video. Brett, this segment. thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Yeah, let's do it again. All right. Thanks, now, folks. Now, I kind of dare you to, um, that's a garlic stuffed. How, oh, yeah. how are you with garlic? I love it. I hate vampires. I'm on it. Perfect. Done. All right. Thanks, guys. Cheers.